When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bienvenidos, mi gente. Gloria Estefan here. You are listening to Red Table Talk, the Estefan's podcast. All your favorite episodes from our Facebook Watch show in audio. How well do you really know the men in your life? I wanted to be stronger, tougher, hairier, and also resenting my dad because he wasn't that lumberjack guy. Inside the Minds of Men with actor Justin Baldoni and superstar boxer Canelo Alvarez. Everybody's the meanest, the toughest, and the sweetest. For a rare conversation where men actually talk about their feelings. And the two words we need to stop saying to our men. I cried in front of my girlfriend. She actually told me to man up. Today we're doing something we've never done before. We've invited only men to the table to talk about what it means to be a man. Because for generations, men have been conditioned to be seen as strong, rugged, independent, fearless, and as masculine as possible. Traits that, when taken too far, can lead to aggression, violence, physical and mental health issues, and suicide. Quite literally, toxic masculinity. But many men today are challenging those traditional ideas of manhood 
A recent GQ survey showed that one-third of the men said they wanted to be described as gentle, while only 8% wanted to be macho. In today's world, famous and powerful men equally share parenting duties, wear dresses, apply makeup, and cry, all in public. Strength or sensitivity? Fearlessness or feelings? What does it mean to be a real man in today's world? Joining the Red Table to help men find a happy medium is Mexican superstar boxer Canelo Alvarez. Ranked as the number one boxer fighting today, Canelo Alvarez pulls no punches when inside the ring. And his upcoming November 6th fight against Caleb Plant has history on the line. The winner of this bout is set to become the first undisputed super middleweight champion in boxing history. A victory in this fight would secure Canelo's legacy as one of the greatest boxers of all time. But this fierce fighter shows an entirely different side outside the ring. Canelo is an affectionate father who dotes on his wife and three children. Canelo, sabemos que tienes una pelea histórica, por eso estás allá entrenando. ¿Hay algo que puedas compartir que tú haces justo antes de que sales a darle todo? Me encomiendo a la Virgen y digo que sea lo que tú quieras y que, que ganes mejor. Para mí tienes que tener el instinto ese de peleador, eso es seguro. Y pelear con ese coraje de ganar, con las ganas de ser alguien. Yo realmente cambio toda mi personalidad cuando me subo al cuadrilátero. Mi instinto de peleador, pues ahí está. Mira, yo tuve el honor, muchas gracias, de cantar en el himno en una pelea tuya. Y yo te tengo un miedo con esos guantes <risa> puestos. Pero ese día yo te miraba el corazón que tienes, cómo respetabas a tus mujeres, el cariño que tenías y el apoyo que yo vi que tú le diste. Entonces, ¿tú crees que hay dos canelos? Gracias a Dios. Eh, no sé cómo le he hecho, pero se separa una cosa con la otra y cuando me subo el cuadrilátero veo todo. Tuvimos la oportunidad, el, el privilegio de conocer el otro lado tuyo y eso me impresionó aún más. Eres una persona que es... Eres completa. Se deja peinar por la hija. Sí, me dejo pintar las uñas, los ojos, me pone moñitos y ahí me hace sus destapalles, pero pues bueno, ¿qué hago? Si ella quiere pelear, ¿cómo te vas a sentir? Ay, la verdad es que no me gustaría que peleara y menos mi hija, ¿no? Porque es un deporte muy duro. Pues al final de cuentas ellas son los que deciden, ¿no? Hay que apoyarlas en todo lo que quieran. ¿Qué forma tú piensas criar a tu hijo y piensas criarlo distinto que a las niñas? Tiene que ser igual, tiene que ser parejo, ¿no? Todos pueden tener el mismo gusto, tienes que uno crearlo de la misma manera, ¿no? Yo sé que tú eres el más chiquito de la familia, ¿no? Tú eres el sí. último de siete varones y una niña, son ocho hijos. ¿Cómo era tu padre con ustedes? Mi papá siempre se dedicó siempre a trabajar, llevaba para darnos de comer a los ocho, imagínate. Nos enseñó más que nada a ser honestos y, y responsables. Eh, era cariñoso también y fue un excelente padre. ¿Tú? creciste, o sea, tu niñez, peleabas todo el tiempo. Sí, sí, claro, pero no sufrí, no sufrí. La verdad es que me encantaba pelear. <risa> pero sí, como era el diferente, pelirrojo, pecoso, sí, los apodos y todo ese tipo de cosas. El apodo más lindo fue Canelo. Sí. <risa> sí, sin duda. Ahora, tú eres de los pocos niños que no se convirtió en una persona insegura por las cosas a lo mejor que la gente te decía. 
lo que tengo más en la vida es seguridad. ¡Eso! ¡Eso! ¿Y tú crees que el machismo viene de la inseguridad que puede tener un hombre? Muchas veces sí, la inseguridad viene de eso, ¿no? Que se sienten menos, que le da vergüenza a algo y lo sacan de esa manera con el machismo. ¿Cómo tú crees que se puede combatir el machismo? Eh, la verdad es que es muy difícil cuando no quieres. Si ya está montada su macho y quiere ser así, pero nada más que piensen que le están haciendo daño a la otra persona y que va a crecer con un daño muy fuerte y que va a seguir la tradición con los hijos de él y por eso el mundo no cambia, ¿no? Porque tiene que empezar por uno. Todos tenemos que poner un granito de, de arena y empieza desde ahí, desde la educación que te dan y, y cómo te crían. ¿Cuál es el mayor acto de machismo que tú crees que tú has tenido que combatir tú mismo? Pues con mi esposa, más que nada, ¿no? ¿La deja ponerse minifalda? Pues hay de minifaldas a minifaldas, ¿no? Y aparte, pues es mi esposa. Depende del lugar, porque tú sabes que hay tanta gente que quiere armar un pleito, entonces si va con una minifalda pues muy, muy corta o algo, pues le van a decir cosas y al final de cuentas, pues yo me voy a enojar. Tiene que ser difícil ser la esposa de Canelo. Sí, no, la verdad es que por eso me casé con ella, porque pues ¿no? nos entendemos, nos llevamos como mejores amigos. ¿Tú crees que tú estás conectado con tus sentimientos? Sí, estoy conectado, porque cuando quiero decir te amo, digo con todo mi corazón, cuando quiero llorar por algo que tengo que, como un sentimiento que se me viene, lo hago sin importarme, porque el tener sentimientos, el sentir algo por alguien, ¿no? es bonito desahogarte. Y... ¿Qué es algo que tú recuerdes que realmente te ha hecho llorar, Canelo? He llorado en películas, por mi hija, que a veces que le duele a ella o que está pasando algo, pues también he llorado, me hace llorar con cartas de que me dan mis hijas o, o mi mujer. La verdad es que pues, son sentimientos muy bonitos. Y es importante que te vean, o sea, que vean esa faceta tuya, porque imagínate la cantidad de hombres que te admiran uh -huh. por lo que tú representas. Y yo creo que escuchar que una persona como tú pueda ser eh, honesta y pueda decir, yo sí lloro, y yo lloro de la misma manera que ustedes pueden uh -huh. llorar, a que nos demos cuenta, eh, Canelo, del daño que estamos haciendo nosotros mismos enseñándole a los niños, los hombres no lloran, tienen que ser de una sola manera. Dime, dime tú. No, para nada, creo que eso no tiene nada que ver con ser débil o no ser débil. Pues, claro, si tienes un momento difícil y, y quieres sacarlo de esa manera, pues puedes hacerlo. La verdad es que lo que quiero darles a entender es que si yo soy peleador y eso, pues también tengo mis sentimientos. Y tú tienes la menor idea de los sexy, que es un hombre. Ah, sí. ¡Qué Definitivamente. <risa> la flaca trajo sus guantes. Ándale. Estos guantes me los firmó Canelo, yo diría hace más de una década. Se los firmé hasta todo el equipo del Gordo y la Flaca, pero la Flaca se los llevó a la casa. Los amo. Y te los quería mostrar para que sepas que fui yo la que se quedó con ellos. <risa> Muy bien. Canelo, te agradecemos tanto que hayas tomado tiempo porque yo sé lo difícil que es cambiar así del enfoque que le tienes a la pelea. Y ahí estaremos viéndote ganar. Canelo. Te espero las uñas pintadas. Sí, ahí me voy a poner stickers y todo. <risa> Hermano, todo lo mejor. Gracias de nuevo por compartir. Igualmente. Gracias. Cuídense mucho. Amazing. And you know what? It comes from a place of being so humble. And he said something that really caught my attention. If you want to change as a man, you have to want to do it. Yes. A lot of them, they just don't want to change. He also spoke about machismo, starting in the home, how we raise our boys and girls, and the fact that he's comfortable crying. Like, yeah.
When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. But now we have another delicious male as resident heartthrob Rafael on the beloved series Jane the Virgin, which I had the honor to be on. Justin Baldoni caught the eye of many women and probably quite a few men too. Justin has made it his mission to reach men and help create positive change, exploring traditional masculinity and reimagining what it means to be a man in 2021. Welcome, Justin, to the table. Yay. We're so thrilled to have you. Thank you, you so much for having me. I'm, I wish I could be with you in person. We're going to get to the book that you wrote that I find amazing and so incredible and so needed right now. But I want to hear about your upbringing. I grew up in L.A. and then we moved to Oregon when I was 10. And so I got to experience kind of like the liberal and the conservative mindsets and When we moved to kind of more of the conservative area of the country, where a lot of the dads were like rough and tumble and lumberjack kind of guys and worked with their hands. And my dad was more of an entrepreneur. I remember just feeling like I didn't fit in because I wanted to be bigger, stronger, tougher, hairier. That eventually happened. Um, and, And also resenting my dad because he wasn't that lumberjack guy. And so growing up, having that dichotomy of wanting my dad to be tougher, wanting him to teach me how to fight, teach me how to hunt, and feeling like there was something wrong with me because I wasn't naturally that thing. Because where I grew up, 
the box was you need to be strong, tough, hairy, smoke, chew uh, tobacco, drink beers every weekend, go camping, you know, shoot deer to be man enough. There are statistics about how these pressures imposed on men have negative health repercussions. Things that you're mentioning, even like chewing tobacco and drinking and encouraging men over time to do that is leading to lower life expectancies. What would you tell young boys so that we can teach them and teach women as well? Oh, thank you, Emily. This is an interesting question because men have really been trained and brought up to be robots, to be emotionless, and women have been brought up to be, in many ways, the opposite. All of us boys have been taught to do that for self-preservation because showing emotion is weak, because being sensitive is weak, when in reality, us men are deeply insecure. We just can't admit it to anybody because admitting it would then be counterproductive to all of the socialization that we've been taught because we've been taught we have to be strong and confident and brave and tough and take physical risks and know all the answers and take up space and you name it. And you've been called brave because you're challenging this traditional masculinity. How do you define brave? I would argue that one of the bravest, strongest things you could do is admit your weakness to another man because that is when everything is on the line. We train as athletes. We spend all of this time reinforcing the idea that we got to work, 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 put in the work, get in the gym every day, hustle, hustle, hustle. But we don't do it emotionally. God forbid we put in the same amount of work in the gym as we do in our hearts. Mm. So it's so much about reframing the narrative, understanding that this is not about saying you as a man are bad or wrong. But at the end of the day, we have to look at the world and we got to look at the fact that one in four women over the course of their lifetime has a very high probability of being raped. We men are doing this, but if we're the problem, then what I would argue and what I would offer to men is that we're also the solution. And I'm sure all of you you women know there's nothing men love more than finding solutions. So I would like to invite men in and not attack and call men out. Justin, I got so excited when I heard that the Spanish version of your book, Man Enough, is now available everywhere. Tell everyone about the book because I read it and I love it. You mentioned about undefining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you mean with with that particular choice of word? Because it's fascinating to me and it's very astute. When I first started this journey with masculinity, I thought I wanted to, to redefine what it meant to be a man. The way that we've been brainwashed and socialized to believe that we have to be as men has created a box a very rigid definition of masculinity. For me, undefining it simply means to take ourselves out of the box. Because if you really think about it, masculinity is a performance. Why? Because we have to earn it because it is subject to somebody else's approval. Mm. Even the word emasculated. Mm. That means that somebody can take away my masculinity. Well, if I'm going through the world thinking that my masculinity has to be proven in every place that I go, that I'm not born with it, that I'm already coming from a place of lack. I'm already coming from insecurity because I don't have enough of it, that we're always trying to like prove and exercise dominance over somebody else and we'll never get to the top. If we're going to do better, we have to change exactly what you're talking about, that dynamic. Yeah. Justin, I'm listening to you and I think this is the hardest thing you're ever going to do in your life, to try to... (laughs) Connect with men. You're right. It's not easy. It's, I, I question why I'm doing this all the time. Because really, at the end of the day, I am going up against the very 
people I want to be accepted by. Wow. And that's a really hard thing for us men because we want to be accepted by other men. Mm. And so that's why, as an example, you have, su- you have silence when other men say things um, that are sexist or racist. When you see other men maybe treating women certain ways, there's so much silence because of the fear of going up against other men. And for me, doing this work is terrifying also because most men that don't actually listen fully to what I have to say or read the book just assume that I'm doing it for money or fame or to try to get laid, which is <laughs> what I get that all the time, which oh is hilarious. And not understanding that at the root of this is is actually my desire to set myself free. And by the way, women are just as guilty because there is this whole mystique to a woman about you know, the big brawny man that comes and sweeps you off your feet and you don't have to worry about anything the rest of your life because he's going to have all the answers. What role do you think the modern rise in femininity plays Mm. in today's masculinity? Well, first of all, I love where this conversation is going. It's something that my wife and I talk a lot about. What's the woman's role here? We can't separate ourselves from the idea that we're all raised in the same system. Women have their own version of internalized misogyny which is you're raised in a culture that teaches you that you need to be protected. But it's also true because you do need to be protected. And this idea that women want to feel protected is real. But the idea that we're raising our next generation to protect means that we're too late. It's a band-aid to a deeper problem, right? We have to actually stop it at its source, which means we have to be teaching our young boys to stand up to other boys. But what I do want to say is this. It's really important. A lot of the messages I get from men are, okay, Justin, I need your help. I cried in front of my girlfriend or my wife, or um, I did this thing and I was vulnerable. And uh, she actually she, she actually told me to man up. Oh. And so what it comes down to is you got to go all the way back to the source and recognize that like when we're raising these boys, when we're raising our children, we have to allow them to feel, allow them to cry. And ourselves, we have to find spaces where we can let it out. I know how good I feel after I cry. When you have one of those days that, you know, that you're talking to a friend and they just go, you know what? Just let it out. Let, let it, it out. out. We're used let to telling a woman, yes. let it out. But if I would see a guy, I mean, I was looking at you and I'm thinking, if I would see a guy doing the same thing, yeah, I think I would say I would let it out, but I but I would be like... But you don't want let, him letting it out. Right? No, 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 no. I think I would feel uncomfortable if, you know, like I really want to help you. Because you're Because I understand a woman, but I... W- exactly. That's brave of you to admit it. Maybe that's where we start. We have right? to start I wouldn't that. understand if I'm doing the, the right thing, telling a guy, yes, let it out. There's a responsibility here of understanding that us men can't make that move. We can't like step into that part of ourselves. We can't be vulnerable, especially with a woman, if the woman also has been socialized to see that as weakness. Mm-hmm. And I think this really exists in the machismo culture, especially yes. from a lot of my conversations with Latin men and women, this idea of these roles, because if you're trained to see that as weakness as a woman and as a man, you're taught you can't ever go there, then our gap is too big. We'll never get there. So I think that there's a little bit of work on both parts. Exactly. And it's about time that we embrace vulnerability as strength. I think that we need to be teaching our boys to feel, to cry. Emily, you brought up earlier this idea of um, physical ailments being linked to masculinity and machismo right. cult. And there were studies that were done in the 80s that showed that the tears that we cry 
as children, as human beings, actually contain stress hormones. Wow. The tears that we need to cry when we're children are actually our body telling us we have to release something. And those stress hormones, when they're not released, they lead to things like cancer and heart disease and you name it. What have you found about masculinity and mental health of men? Like mm. how the expectations yeah. of masculinity, what it does to, to your heads. Well, the greatest myth of masculinity is that we have to do it alone, that we can't ask for help. Exactly. Here's the beautiful thing. I'm on a healing journey trying to understand my own trauma, why I act the way that I act, because I'm tired of hurting people that I love. And the deeper I go in, the more I replace that energy and time I used to spend on my body with going in and healing the parts of myself that have been broken for years, the little Justin that has been screaming for love and attention and compassion. The more I heal that, the more I recognize that my desire for influence and success and for money and all of that is really just a trauma response. And all of ours is, if we really think about it. There was a part of us that wasn't seen growing up. And so for me, I recognize that I'm the most at peace when I am telling the truth and when I'm encouraging truthful, honest conversations. We all have a job to do, which is we have to go in first and we have to recognize that it's our job to heal. It's not our partner's job. It's not somebody else's job. And the most manly thing we can do is recognize that we have stuff we have to work out and we need somebody else's help to do that. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm not an expert. I'm a guy that's just <laughs> on a journey trying to heal and trying to, to unlearn. And I hope that people are willing to talk to experts and therapists And go, and go deep because the world needs us to heal. Well, you Thank know you what? You may not be an expert, but you are starting the conversation. But since I love my experts too, <laughs> we are going to bring one to the table. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Dr. Michael Eric Dyson serves as a distinguished professor at Vanderbilt University and has authored over 20 books. His new book, Entertaining Race, Performing Blackness in America, explores the challenges that many men face, especially in the African-American community. Welcome, Dr. Dyson, with Justin at the table. What is your first reaction to everything you've been hearing? Look, it's an extraordinarily necessary conversation to have because, as they say in the streets, the stakes is high. The consequences of this are not just theoretical, not just philosophical. They're in our bodies. They're in our relationships. They're in our homes. Men's conception of masculinity has a profound impact on how we view the world, how we share power or don't, how we view women or don't. What is masculinity in 2021 for you? Well, look, it's a a variety of things. It's what Justin's been speaking about. It's in process, right? Russell Westbrook, a tremendous basketball player during Fashion Week. Oh, my God, he's wearing a dress. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman way before then. was pioneering. We were in Bali. You were a little girl. Emilio had to wear a sarong in order to go into the restaurant. That's right. It was the men that wore the sarong. No doubt about it. So I welcome the opportunity for men to relieve the burden of having to carry the mythology that we know it all, that we can think it all, as you were saying earlier, that you have to do it by yourself, to have partnership, to ask other people to reach out, to ask questions. That's extremely important in terms of redefining masculinity. And I listened to Brother Justin brilliantly deconstruct masculinity and ask questions about what we as men should do and what we should be about. And I can't help but think about the way in which race makes a difference even there. Because as a white guy, you're presumed to have a certain kind of power and authority, and therefore you can give it up easily. But if you're a Latino, if you're African-American, if you're a black person, if you're a person of color, and as a man, you haven't been granted from birth the same prerequisites and the same presumptions about your masculinity that you can so easily lay it down because we ain't even got it yet. So it's been a fascinating conversation, and it's so necessary for all of us to ask serious questions about the destructive character of our toxic masculinity, poisonous patriarchy, and the way in which our masculinities have punished as much as they have relieved. And punished every male. Professor, how about if you start doing that as a man, and the woman tells you, man up? You just say, well, show me how. Because you're more of a man than me. So, no, that's when it's, no, I am man. No, that's right, right. That's when it's the woman's responsibility because it's both sides. Yeah, you know, it's both we, sides. we can't play into it. Not We're letting every, that continue. Masculinity is never a one-way conversation. It's a dual conversation. It's a tripart conversation. It's a conversation with the culture. Our women in our lives tell us, "Man up, step up to the plate, be a responsible human being." How do you claim that part of your masculinity that says, "I want to nurture and protect"? 
I want to love my loved ones. I want to protect my children. At the same time, express it in a way that allows them the freedom to say, I'm going to claim to be who I am. I'm not going to be limited by earlier visions of manhood that restrict my ability to be free. Justin, what have you found the response to be? What do you think is happening? Is it getting better? What I'm seeing happen is men are hurting so much right now because they've never had an outlet. They've never been able to talk about this stuff. And what I'm finding, what I found after the, the TED Talk especially, was that men would publicly attack, but then privately they were messaging me in the masses. And that just goes to show the issue that we have, which is we are different private than we are public. It's very difficult for you guys to express yourself. We're looked at, why are you so emotional? You're a man. No, I'm emotional because I'm a man. And I don't want to hold in mm. to, to raise my blood pressure, to raise mm. my heart disease, to raise my cholesterol. Let me let that poison out. Yeah, don't eat your learn, stress tears. Don't eat the stress tears, <laughs> let them flow out. And then I think we have a better uplifted conception of what it means to be a man. We're all in this together is the bottom line. And yeah. when men do better, women are going to do better and vice versa because It's all very interlocked. We're human beings. Love everyone and don't judge. Yeah. Thank Amen. you both for being Amen. here. Thank you so much, <laughs> Justin. Right. Hopefully this conversation opened some eyes, changed some minds, and hopefully we'll have a positive impact on our children, our future, both men and women, so that we can just become better and be more loving towards each other and make the world a better place to be. Thank, Thank you. you to all of our guests who joined us and all of you out there and Canelo. this conversation. And good luck, Canelo. Thanks for listening. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com forward slash Red Table Talk Estefans. Red Table Talk The Estefans is a production of Westbrook Studios in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> 